Yes, success. Here we are. And so tonight is a very, very sweet topic for me because I am a business person. And when I looked at Young Living as a business, and I truly evaluated the company as a business, I knew that the first couple years I, in my business, I could enjoy extremely beneficial tax benefits. And I knew that, but not a lot of you know that. In my first year, I worked corporate. And, I, you know, back in the was it when was that? In the late 90s, I was making $45,000, $50,000 a year. Like I said, I was doing pretty good for a punk in their 20s. And my return that year, because I had business expense that I did not have the luxury of deducting prior to that starting my business with Young Living while I was working full-time, I think my return was about $6,000. And, you know, I tell that to people, even though that first year you may or may not be bringing in $10,000 a month with your young living business yet, unless you've got a magic wand and your pants are on fire, you can enjoy some incredible benefits of tax relief that you could never take before unless you've had a home business. So tonight's guest is Sandy Bodkin. And, Sandy, I've been following you for years. You're a CPA, tax attorney. You've been doing this. You've got this nailed and pegged and you've got all the credentials and I'm extremely impressed with what you've done and you've created some very simple things for people to do so that they can get their you know what in order for when it comes to tax time. You know the deal and like I said I've been studying you for years and I admire what you do and thank you so much for coming on tonight because I know what you're going to tell these people can change their lives and also their businesses. So welcome for in coming on with us. Well, I've got to tell you how honored I am to participating with you and for Young Living. I'm a terrific, terrific company, and I'm I'm very honored. And I'm also very honored to be speaking to all of you, self-employed home business people. I mean, heck, my parents were self-employed. I'm self-employed. So I've always admired anybody who's willing to take a little more risk in order to make a lot more money. So congratulations on that. Yes, thank you so much for that, because it is a risk. But, you know, the funny thing is, Sandy, when I left the corporate thing, and I'm not saying there's, you know, corporate is bad and evil, but I remember the fear I had because I was going to be leaving that security of that paycheck and also the 401K and the insurance and all that pizzazz. You know, I'd have to file my own taxes. God forbid I'd have to keep my own books and stuff like that. And there is a risk even just emotionally, you know. You're <laughs> right. A big deal. So what is your background? I know you've got incredible experience. And so, you know, would you share with everybody what your background is? Well, I'm a lawyer. I'm a CPA. I'm a former trainer of IRS attorneys nationwide. So if you think of an IRS agent as a rat, I guess that makes me head rodent. I've oh, no. been, I'm a best-selling author. I'm the good side of the force now, though. I'm a best-selling author. I'm the author of several books, actually. One is called Lower Your Taxes Big Time, which I recommend to everyone. There's a lot of interesting stuff in there. But in addition, I have a new book, which just came out, which is garnering some terrific reviews, called Achieve Financial Freedom Big Time. And they are available. We don't market it here on the phone. They're available on Amazon and Barnes & Noble and places like this. And I'm also one of the principal developers, and I'm the head of the tax compliance for TaxBot that we'll get into later on. So that you've been... I mean, going from school, and you, you're also an attorney, so you went to law school, and you know all that ins and outs of all that. So you were initially working for the government, and then how long, when, how long have you been doing this other side? Well, 
you know, first of all, you know, when I was in school, I was a very practical kid. I figured there were two practical majors. I could have been an accountant or a mortician, and I figured I didn't have the charisma for a mortician. So that sort of left accounting. And I was actually pretty good at it. I graduated number two from the City University of New York in accounting. I then worked my way through law school, working for the national accounting firm of Deloitte Touche by day. And I went to law school at night, which was a lot of fun. I then was an appointee with the office of the chief counsel of the IRS, which is their legal office. And what's interesting is that when I was with IRS, I realized people were way overpaying their taxes. And the thing that really got to me was my, my parents. My parents were one of the larger antique dealers in North America at the time. And despite having a good business, they didn't take any fancy trips. They didn't take any, or very few, I should say. They didn't have any fancy uh, cars or anything like that. Well, one day, my dad decided to, you know, he, he, to have me evaluate his tax return. I was with the IRS. I figured I could look at it despite being prepared by a, a notable CPA in Long Island. We filed amended tax returns to get back $13,000. My parents decided to take the first trip they ever took outside the country, and probably the last trip of their life, and about four and a half years later, my mother died of lung cancer, so I decided to quit the government and start up my company called the Tax Reduction Institute to show people like, you know, like distributors for, for Young Living how they can reduce their taxes and at the same time bulletproof their records. Imagine increasing your deductions and reducing your chance of audit, but that's effectively what we're able to do. So, and the, I know your website is uh, the taxreductioninstitute.com, correct? That's my principal website, and then we have our, our TaxBot website, which is TaxBot.com. Yeah. yeah, and Young Living's got a special thing for everybody when Correct. we get to that point, too. It's really Young Living, I tell you, Young Living watches out for us in every way possible, and, and we'll get into that later. But So people are overpaying their taxes by billions of dollars every year, and they don't have any idea about that, you know, that they're doing that. Why is that? Well, there are three reasons people are overpaying their taxes. The first reason is really lack of knowledge. And by the way, I'm not the only one who's noticed this. People are overpaying their taxes to the tune of billions. Uh, and, I'm, and as I said, I'm not the only one. John Potter, is head of the, a former head of the American Institute of CPAs, said the same thing. Uh, people, even the Government Accounting Office said Americans are overpaying their taxes by billions. And there's three reasons. One, lack of knowledge. You don't know what you don't know. The second reason is procrastination. That is a huge killer of deductions. Because here's my point. If you don't have something triggering you to write down your mileage, your entertainment questions, and mileage questions, sort of like a little birdie whispering in your ear, you don't do it. It's like if like you don't set your alarm for an appointment, you don't get up. Same thing is true with taxes. If you don't have something triggering you to do the things you need to do, you don't do it. Procrastination is an absolutely huge killer. And the third killer is fear of the IRS or Canada Revenue Agency. And what's interesting is you don't need to fear them because if your records are in good shape, there's nothing they can do to you. Yes. I agree with that, and I talk to, you know, my team is a big-sized team, and, you know, even just some basic accounting 101, uh, a friend of mine was texting me right before, uh, you know, the April 15th deadline, and he was asking me questions about what he could deduct, and I said, you absolutely could deduct, I don't remember even what it was, it was something really, like, really obvious, and his accountant wouldn't let him take the deduction, oh, it's credit card fees that he was getting dinged for, for his his processing fees that he actually had to pay on the on the transaction. He was the merchant. Said, yeah. Yeah. And I and I'm like, what is your accountant a ding dong? You know? <laughs> so because the accountant is afraid of the IRS. So it's exactly true. So you know, you said that there is a day called Taxpayer Freedom Day. I've never heard of that. What is that? And when did that happen? 
Well, you know, it's interesting. A, a taxpayer Freedom Day is the day you have to work to in the, in the average state or the state you're in to pay off your federal, state, Social Security, and Medicare taxes. And a lot of people don't realize what that is. When I ask people in my audience what that is, they usually think it's December 28th. It's actually uh, April 17th, which means that the average person uh, is working almost four months a year for the federal government. Roughly 30% of, of, of what they make goes out in taxes. You know, people don't realize this, but taxes are the number one expense in North America. It exceeds what you pay for food, clothing, housing, and transportation combined. I mean, it's a huge expense. And if you add to that, the average American pays roughly 20% of what they make in debt service, and I'm quoting all debt, mortgages, personal loans, car loans, everything. That means you've got to live on half of what you're making. No wonder yes. people have to have two jobs. But here's my point, and even worse, there was a study done that showed that only 4% of the American population could retire at age 65 with the same standard of living they had before retirement, which means the other 96% must either continue working, live on some form of charity, or reduce their standard of living. But my point is very simple. If taxes are the number one expense you have in North America, and we can legally and morally get those down with tax planning, you think we can cure those retirement woes? Yes. Absolutely, and it, people don't realize that, and they don't realize that we aren't at the mercy of the IRS. But if we play within the rules, there's a lot of rules, but people don't know the rules, and they, they don't take time to keep track of stuff, which you've already mentioned. And I'll admit, it's a pain in the butt sometimes, even with you know all, knowing all this, like, oh, i got to pull out my mileage log, and oh, i got to keep all my receipts in order, and oh, i got to write on my receipt what I did with that person. And, you know, I, I mean, I do it, but, man, I don't like doing it. And there's, I know there are really good ways to keep track of all this stuff. And so there, I know there's two different tax systems. Um, I'm not quite sure what they are, and I thought one was for the rich, one was for the poor. What do you mean when you, you talk about tax systems? Well, first of all, I want to emphasize one thing here. Uh, I don't know if you realize this, but documentation is probably the most profitable endeavor you ever do. You, generally, I have found that for every second that you document deductions, it wor is worth about a dollar a, a dollar a second. Wow. So that's roughly that's what is that sixty dollars a minute or three hundred or thirty six hundred dollars an hour. That's effectively what documentation is worth. Just to give you an idea. All right. Now, in answer to your question, you know. Uh, when, most, when I tell people there are two tax systems, most people think, sure, just what you just said, one for rich and one for poor. And that's not quite right. There's one to make you rich and there's one to make you poor. And this is something that's really important because everything I'm going to say really stems from this. The one to make you poor is the one designed for employees who do not have a business. And it also applies to, to self-employed people if they don't know the rules. They're just as bad as an employee. Because if you're an employee or you don't know the rules, you are taxed on dollar one. You don't get that many deductions. And if you do get a deduction, it usually has to exceed a threshold. But the one to make you rich is the one designed for people who are self-employed, like distributors of Young Living. Because if you are self-employed and you know the rules, you can write off everything that an employee can write off. Plus, you can write off part of your house, your spouse, the equivalent of your kid's education and weddings. I'm not exaggerating when I say that, by the way. If we have time, I'll get into it. You can set up a pension plan that makes any government plan look small by comparison. Uh, the tax benefits of being in business are enormous. And a good example of this is, let's take Mary as an example, as someone I know. 
if she's an employee, there's a lot of expenses she can't write off. She can't write off when she eats out a lot, not deductible. When she drives to work with repairs, insurance, things like that, not deductible. If she has cell phone, not deductible. If she pays money, let's say she rents an apartment, not deductible. And, any, and a lot of other miscellaneous expenses, medical expenses, have to exceed 10% of her adjusted gross earnings and so on. But if she's a distributor, whether it's full-time or part-time, and knows the rules, portions of those exact same expenses, money she's already paying, now become deductible because she's in the good tax system. That's what I call redirected taxes. You're taking a deduction for things that you're already paying but weren't deducting because you weren't in the right system. Mm. So even if somebody is an employee for whatever company, XYZ company, if they have a young living business, they'll be able to take different deductions that they couldn't take before. Is that correct? That is correct. That is absolutely correct. Yeah, that that is pretty cool. I tell you, you know, people don't realize this, and I'm glad that we're talking about this. I've been well, you know, that, that, that's exactly right. How many people do you meet say, oh, I don't want to contact my friends. I don't want to, you know, talk to my relatives. But in point of fact... By by talking to them, not only can they get them, uh, can you really get them good products? Not only can you improve their health, but if done right, you can reduce their taxes significantly, and they might be able to make enough money where they can walk away from that job and not have to deal with that boss, which is spelled backwards double S O B. I've never heard that. That's good. I tell you, the day I left corporate, I worked with, for a guy who he. I was in my mid late twenties when I left corporate, and I remember him looking down at me at his his. He was looking down his nose at me. Oh, that you're going to go chase around the world with those oils of yours, little girl. I could just hear his voice. And I'm thinking, who's making more money now and who's got the secure job? It's not him. I guess it's just the truth. Well, that's right. You know, when, you, when you work for somebody, you really don't have the security you think you have. There are so many people I meet who work really hard, who gave their company their all, who didn't mess around, who had very good work ethic, and they got laid off. No, you know, it's the way it is. Companies don't have loyalty today. Yes, and even with a young living business, most people don't realize, and, and this is true for many you know, types of companies like Young Living, your distributorship is worth something. This business could even be sold one day if you said, no more of this, I'm done, and you built yourself a nice business. You can actually sell it as an asset. So, no, that is yeah. correct, and a lot of that could be long-term capital gain too, which means you pay less tax on it than it was ordinary income. So, yes. You're actually building up an asset for you and your family. You're, you're completely right. Yeah, we could go on for like a year. I'd love to pick your brain forever and ever. <laughs> you talk to my kids. If you pick my brain, I'll have nothing left. I didn't have much to begin with. <laughs> what do I say? You're not supposed to pick your – you can pick your own brain, but you're not supposed to pick your, own, your friend's brain. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you noted as a tax lawyer that you found that there's three major factors that even multi, you know, that all the multimillionaires have in common. I'm sure that sounds interesting to everybody, but they don't know. I can guarantee they don't know what the three factors are. So what are they? Okay. They're, it's funny. Being as a tax lawyer, I get to associate with a lot of very wealthy people. I mean, let's face it. The average homeless doesn't uh, contact me. And what I have found is there's essentially three major criteria. One of the criteria is the fact that, you know, when you, if you read some of the books on how, how the rich got rich, it's not because they made huge amounts of money. Usually they, they just, they, made, they did okay, but they were major savers. And uh, a lot of people who are multimillionaires are not people you'd normally expect. People like doctors, they're like teachers, policemen, things like that, where a person dies, all of a sudden they're worth $3.5 million or something like this. 
you'd be surprised. You put away, if you can save, you know, $7,000 a year in taxes, 7000 a year, it doesn't sound like huge amounts, put that away for, uh, for, th- for 40 years, over a 40-year lifetime, you know that's worth almost $3 million under current monetary, the way the mutual funds work? For about $3 million. That's what you have at retirement. Savers are players, and they really can become multimillionaires. The second aspect about, about uh, super rich people or people who become multimillionaires is that usually they get their taxes down to the legal minimum. And the best way to do that, obviously, is to have a side business of some type because then you're in the good system. But not just have a side business and work it, but to really uh, understand the rules. If you don't know the rules, it's kind of like the game tic-tac-toe. If you don't know the rules, then you know, the bottom line is that, 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 that you, what, you may not win. You've got to know the rules in order to come out ahead with the IRS. And that's something very important. And that's why presentations like this, TaxBot, my, my books, things like that are very, very important. So that's the second thing. Have a business to get your taxes down and get your taxes down to the legal minimum. Save at least 10%. And there's one more thing. Uh, uh, multimillionaires are, are interesting. You know, most people think they're like Bill Gates, who had a great idea, and then he made all this money, or uh, Zuckerman, who invented Facebook. Great idea, all of a sudden he made all this money. Believe it or not, they are the, by far the minority. The majority of the multimillionaires were people who didn't necessarily uh, reinvent the wheel, but they were people who tried to do something and they didn't give up. They really were determined, and they just kept at it. That's the key. Perseverance and drive is really a huge difference between the, the multimillionaires and everybody else. You sound like you just uh, described the leadership in Young Living. <laughs> That's definitely what got them to where they're at. Now, I want to ask you this question, and I know it's a little dicey of a question, but so does the IRS bet on people not knowing these three things? You does, know, IRS... does, does, I, does IRS... Um, bet and hope that people don't know all this, all the ins and outs, so that they're not taking all their deductions. Or well, IRS, like- so, well, IRS doesn't want you to take all the deductions. They have no vested interest in you taking all your deductions. In fact, they have a vested interest in you not knowing this stuff. It's and all more, there if you know what to do. <laughs> that's correct. And more importantly, the IRS budget is greatly uh, cut over the years. So unfortunately, and I do say it's unfortunate. Many of the customer service people at IRS, they don't have as many of them. It's much harder to get through to the IRS, so it's much harder to find, get your questions answered and do the things you need to do. And that's because Congress cut their budget. And that's not the IRS's fault. That's Congress's fault. Mm, isn't that but, interesting? But the bottom line is the IRS couldn't care. They have no vested interest in you taking every deduction that you need to take. Well, and I think there are great benefits. And I, I firmly believe that in any person that does not, who is a working type of individual is an employee that does not have a side business going, I think they're crazy because you can all of a sudden everything, and we'll talk about that in a minute, what deductions, you know, some of these common deductions, it's stuff that you're, you're already doing, like you said before, and now all of a sudden your whole life changes, your whole financial life changes because now you have a side business and you're handing out catalogs and you may get some people together and talk about oils and you're rolling some people. You can prove now you have a business. And that that whole just by doing that is completely changed your financial well being, and we'll we'll talk about it a little bit. Okay. You know, I, I agree with you, and that's why. Remember, I said to get everybody should get my book, lower your taxes big time. The very first chapter of that book, which every other chapter stems from, is why you'd be brain dead not to have a home based business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's true, and it can be any. I mean, of course, we want it to be a young living business, but 
any business, you know, I tell people that they're, even if they're not even into the oils, I say, go do something. What's your hobby? Go make it legitimate, you know, and really do something with it. And who knows, you might make, a, make more money than you do now. That's <laughs> correct. And work it like a business. And that doesn't mean, by the way, there's a lot of myths out there that, you know, I, that, yeah, let me, I want to share a couple of things with you. Uh, Sandy, I heard that I have to be f- uh, full-time in my business. No. You get the same deductions whether they're full-time like you or part-time. You get the exact same deductions. Then I had another myth. Sandy, I heard that uh, I want to know what kind of, doc- of fringe benefits I can give myself and deductions that maybe a Fortune 500 company can give, them, uh, give their employees. Here's the answer. You can get the same fringe benefits and the same deductions that a Fortune 500 company can give their own employees. In my book, Lower Your Taxes Big Time, I have 130 pages on fringe benefits. And I'm telling you, probably 128 of them apply to every single distributor with Young Living. And the Mm -hmm. final myth is, well, you know, I'm new at Young Living. I didn't make a lot of money. Do I have to worry about all this tax stuff? And the answer is yes, because the government is the biggest bookie in North America. They are. And they subsidize you in three ways. The first way they subsidize you in your business is that if your business generates a loss, let's say you're new at Young Living, you have a loss. That loss can be used against any form of income you have, interest, dividends, wages, pensions, you name it, even your spouse's earnings. So let's take an example. Let's say you have a job where you're making $50,000 a year. Your young living business in the first year or so produces a $10,000 loss. You only pay taxes on 40, the net. And by the way, by increasing your deductions, you're increasing that loss. You're benefiting from it. Secondly, if the loss exceeds your income for the year, let's say you're a single parent, you get to carry it back two years and get a refund from the federal and state government for the last two years of taxes that you pay. You actually get a check. If you're in Canada, you get a three-year carryback. It's even better. And finally, if your losses exceed all the taxes, let's say you got all the taxes back over the last two years, you get to carry forward all business losses 20 years and offset the next 20 years of earnings. So you never lose a properly documented business deduction. All the government wants you to do is to document it in the way I'm going to talk about today and run your business like a business. In other words, try to make money. Look like you're trying to make money. You're not doing this for social reasons. You're not doing this just to buy your product at a discount, but you're really trying to make money. And I got a whole video on that on what uh, the government looks for on this. But basically, it's, it's you know, try to make money, contact people who are successful and, and do what they tell you to do, follow their advice. If they're not making money, go to training like this. Go to the more you can never get enough training. Have a good tax diary. Uh, work your business regularly, at least a couple hours uh, a week, four to five, you know, rather than once every two weeks for 12 hours. You know, do the things that be, get an accountant so you can get a financial statement done at the end of the year. You know, do the things that business people do. You know, I, I'm going to pimp you here for a second because I just looked on Amazon. You've got an updated 2015 version of this book. And That's guys, correct. It's, it's like less than 16 bucks. So if you can't come up with $16, you, I don't even know what to tell you, man. Because if you're a Prime member, you're going to get it shipped for free for less than 16 bucks. And I'm looking at your ratings because I'm kind of I'm a ratings person, and you're extremely high rated on your book. So people love what you're saying, and those are the people that have read it and, and put stuff. Uh, they put your their reviews up there. So you guys, you got to get the book. But I, that's not what we're here to, to pimp his book. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm a big person about reading and having that book. By the time you're done with 2015, those pages will probably be frayed and dog-eared and highlighted and, you know, and everything else. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's, in, it's interesting you say this. Most millionaires, I only covered three major factors, but there's one other factor, actually. And that is most very wealthy people are what I call thieves of knowledge. They are big readers. Don't let anybody kid you. 
They read a lot. Now, they may not read a lot of fiction books and Harry Potter books, but they'll read a lot on finance or they'll read a lot on real estate or whatever it is that they're, 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 they made their money on. Or if you're in, if you're in a home-based business or network marketing, they'll read a lot about sales and things that they need to do to improve their business. But they are big readers. Don't let anybody kid you about that. Yes, we have libraries. You can, sometimes, you, I, what do they say? You can judge a person, was it their income by their library size or something like that? I know there's a little phrase that goes like that. And, yeah, it's very true. I've noticed that myself. And they're either listening to audiobooks all the time or they've got two or three books with them and they've got a library or they're passing out books. And it's true because we've got to stay up current. You know, the government doesn't say, well, you didn't know this, so, you know, you're poor you. Here's some money. You know, they're like, here, the information's here, and a lot of people have written books about this stuff, and if you don't go get it, we're just going to keep your money because you don't know any better because you're but, just not doing the work. You know, by the way, I want to emphasize something. People might wonder, why does the government give good tax laws? And I want to emphasize there are good tax laws for business people versus somebody else. And the answer is very simple. Small business generates over 70% of the job growth in North America. It's not IBM. It's not Microsoft, it's small business. And, you know, what's interesting is the government has learned something that a lot of other countries haven't learned, which is why we are such a successful country. And that is from little acorns come big trees. For example, um, um, let's see, uh, Apple Computer didn't start with 200,000 employees. How did it start? Out of Steve Wozniak and Steve Jobs' garage. You can look that up, you'll find I'm right. Amazon didn't start big. It started out of Jeff Bezos' garage. So the government passes good tax laws for you to be in business, where you can write off your fun, your entertainment, your, you, you can do all kinds of things. I mean, there's just lots of great stuff that is available for business people if they're willing to look for it. There really is. Yeah, I know. When I hear people complain about taxes or the government stuff with all that, I say, you know what? It's because you're an employee. You're not, you're not a small business person or maybe eventually a big business person, but you don't know. If you knew what I knew, i pay such a small amount in taxes compared to the average person making the income I make because my check from Young Living is held by a corporation. It doesn't get paid to me personally. So it goes into a corporation where I pay all my bills, and I got a lot of bills, if you know what I'm saying, and then I pay myself just enough to cover my own personal bills. And so my taxes, you know, I get IW2 myself for like $30,000, even though – I don't, my check is much different than that, but my corporation has got legitimate, you know, expenses. And well, so, you know, uh, you're, you're right. And that's, that's the difference between an employee and a self-employed person. An employee is taxed on dollar one. I don't care how many expenses they got. They are taxed, especially for Social Security, FICA taxes, on dollar one. Whereas a self-employed person, they get all the deductions first. They get all the deductions before the government gets one dime to drink. And that's the, one of the big differences between the two. Yes, and, and one thing that people don't realize is that when that money comes to, say, my Young Living check is ten grand, and it goes into the corporation, I pay my bills, and then I pay myself. As soon as that money goes to me, I'm getting dinged at 30% tax rate, but it's not $10,000. It's usually three or $4,000, so there's $6,000 that are off doing other things versus me paying, you know, 30, 40% on 10,000, which is a lot right. of money, you know. <laughs> well, and and as I said, if you know what you're doing, you can, you can generate on a lot of deductions on things you're already paying in your life and make them deductible. Oh, I get so excited about this. I love this topic. <laughs> Anyways, let's go ahead to this so we're keep moving here. So you have a number of great tax tips, and you've already talked about quite a few things. 
what about entertainment? Can you expand on that? Because I know people are a little bit gray on it. Well, there's two, there's two rules for entertainment. There's two basic types of entertainment. The first is what we'll call um, meals. Meals, and that includes uh, liquor, things like that. The government says, and this is true in U.S. and Canada, that you can write off 50% of your meal as well as 50% of your friend's meal, okay, uh, as long as you talk business. The key is who has the burden of proof of showing that we talk business? Does the government or do we? And the answer is we do. And how do we do it? From a tax tracker or tax organizer. And what you have to do is you have to have something triggering you to write down six things. I call it the five W's and an H. W number one is what type of entertainment was it? Was it a meal? Was it a business gift? Well, what is it? Uh, who? What was their name? Um, where? Where did you entertain the person? Was it at home? Was it at Outback Steakhouse? Where? Who? What? Where? When? What was the date? Why? Why did you take them out? What did you discuss? You've got to be very specific. I talked about the income opportunity. I talked about a product. I talked about tax savings. What is it you discussed? And finally, how much? Who, what, when, where, why, and how much, and you're bulletproof. The second type of entertainment is called associated entertainment. That's what it says in the Internal Revenue Code. It actually says that. Now, most people, when I say that, look at me like I have three heads. But if you write down the word associated entertainment and you get an equal sign and then put down the word fun, now you have an idea of what I'm talking about. So we don't need better tax laws. We need, we need better explanations. This is where you're going to a movie. You're writing it off. A play. Golf. No, golf's an expensive sport. So if you can write that off, you have twice as much fun. Going to a football game, basketball game. And you can write off 50% of that, of that fun. As long as, and this is, this is IRS talking, not Sandy Bodkin talking, and it's true of Canada too. As long as... You talk business within the same 24-hour day as the fun. That's it. And now you can write off 50% of your fun, and if you pay for your friend, you don't have to pay for them, but if you do, you can write off 50% of their fun as well. But the key is to have something triggering you to write down that who, what, when, where, why, how much in a tax tracker or tax organizer. And I want to emphasize a couple things here. I make a big deal about tax trackers and tax organizers here. You know, people ask me all the time, you mean to tell me that the government's going to believe everything I say in my tax tracker? Yes. By regulation, they have to, unless they can show fraud. Your tax, you know, all of you have health and home insurance. You probably all have auto insurance. Why? Because if you get into, your house has a fire or you get into an accident, you don't have insurance. That's a disaster. Your tax tracker is your audit insurance against the government. It keeps them off your back. And unlike homeowners and car insurance, it'll pay you very well every single year and you'll never get suspended. Mm. You know, um, I know we're going to get into the tax tracker in just a second, but one thing I want to say, you know, you talked about deductions that big corporations take that we think we can't take, and you see that all the time with fun, where big companies are, they have box seats at places, and they'll gift away tickets, or they're taking people on trips, or, you know, all these things that you think is only available to the big Fortune 500s, like you mentioned that name before earlier, that those are things we can do too, can't we? Absolutely, absolutely. You know, people don't realize this, but you know, you, you, let's take an example of the Super Bowl. You see people advertising on the Super Bowl or the World Series or the World Cup or all these things, the Olympics. Uh, you know, companies pay what a million dollars a minute for that. Small business people don't usually advertise on the Olympics, but the way they advertise is viral marketing. When you're out there entertaining, that is the way you advertise. There's no question about it. And it's basically the same thing. 
you, you, and it pays to obviously it pays to advertise because you're showing your government uh, that you're in pursuit of a business, and that helps you show that you're that you're in a business, not hobby. So really, that's why entertaining is encouraged by the Internal Revenue Code and by the Parliamentary Code in Canada. It is encouraged because that's the way small business people advertise. So you mentioned that people can increase the deductions and reduce their chances of an audit because of this tax tracker. So what exactly are you talking about, like having a file cabinet with you in the car or what is Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be great? You know, here's the point. You know, wouldn't it be nice? Think about this for a minute. If you could have a personal assistant 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to keep track of all your mileage for you for your car. No more mileage logs. They do it for you. Wouldn't it be great if you could have somebody keep all your notes for you for entertainment and travel and all those other things for you? And to keep all your receipts so safe that if you have a flood, you don't lose the receipts. That'd be great. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. The problem is you probably say, all right, but to hire somebody like that would be a fortune. What if you can get somebody like that for pennies a day? Not pennies an hour, pennies a day. That sound pretty good? And, be, and do it in such a way so that it will be absolutely bulletproof from the government. Well, that's what a tax tracker is. We have a tax tracker that was rated number one in the country by top ten reviews called TaxBot, T-A-X-B-O-T. It has, it has a four-and-a-half-star rating with the App Store. You talk about how people like it. It has a four-and-a-half-star rating, and it has, it has a lot of things. And first of all, it has basically five features. The main feature, one of the main features, is it has an integrated mileage tracker with a GPS system. And you're, and you're going to love this. No more clipboards, no more keeping track of the mileage the way people used to do it by hand. You're going to love this. There are three ways of keeping track with the mileage tracker. The first way is what we call the, the manual method. When the manual does not what you think it is. Manual simply means you turn on the tax tracker. And this works, by the way, PaxBot works on the iPhone, the iPad, the Droid, the Droid tablet, and the web. So it already works on your phone. You don't have to carry any special devices here. So you turn on the mileage tracker. Now the mileage tracker w works with a GPS system, so it follows you along. The minute oh, you get on, to your location, really? yep, <laughs> the minute, awesome. minute you get to your destination, you turn off the mileage tracking. It will automatically give you the beginning address. You don't type it in. That's automatic. Automatically give you the ending address that IRS requires. Automatically give you the mileage or kilometers, depending on what country you're in. It automatically gives you the date. It will even do it round trip for you if you want. All you type in is the reason, and whether it's business or personal, click save. It will wirelessly go to the web and summarize all your, your business uh, between business and personal mileage and give you a report on that with the press of one button. And that's called the, the manual method. The second method, which we just developed about two months ago, which is called the automatic tracking method. And this one's really interesting. You don't have to turn on the mileage tracking. You don't have to. One of the biggest questions or problems that people had is remembering to turn on the mileage tracking. Here, the automatic method is automatic. It goes on automatically. Once you hit 15 miles an hour, it turns itself on. And then once you stop for five minutes or longer, it turns itself off to save juice. And when that happens, it gives you everything the, the manual method gives you, the beginning address, the ending address. It gives you the mileage. It gives you the date. Uh, you click on save. At, the, at night, you just go on the, web, on the website and type in what, uh, on, the, on the TaxBot site, type in whether it's business or personal and, and the reason, and that's it. That's it. It does the same thing. And that's called the automatic uh, system because it's automatic. You don't even turn it on. And then the final method is called the reconstruction method. The, the, what happens if you don't have a phone or you didn't do this last year or, you, or your phone died or something while you were in, in, in a, some kind of zone? For some reason, this is a very popular part of my program. And here, you, you put in the beginning and ending address in TaxBot, and it will compute the route for you. 
And if that's not the route, you can adjust it with your mouse and it'll give you the new route. And that's called reconstruction. The second thing that TaxBot has, that's an integrated expense tracker with a GPS, with, with integrated expense tracker, which gives all the tax questions that IRS requires. And it's, uh, so, for example, if I'm going to have a meal with you, uh, TaxBot has one button, add expense. You can't get simpler than that. It will automatically give you a whole category of expenses, all of which, by the way, are editable and customizable. You can add something if you missed it, for example. So one of the categories is meals. The minute I click on that, all of the questions that IRS or Canada Revenue Agency requires will pop up on your iPhone or Droid. So for who, what, when, where, why, how much will automatically be there. You just put in the information, click save, and it all goes up to the web and stored on your web. So if you lose your phone, you don't lose your data. The third thing, it has an integrated camera. IRS just announced in Canada too that they now accept digital documentation. This is very important because you don't have to keep all those paper receipts. And a lot of this stuff is fading after a year or so because it's on this thermally treated paper. So when you have an audit, you can, they can't read the receipt. You get no deduction. Here, you can digitally store it with an integrated camera, and they accept, an IRS accepts it. You don't have to keep the paper. And then the final thing uh, is it comes with me. Uh, it has a whole library of uh, over 40 videos on all kinds of tax and financial topics, over 380 blogs on a wide variety of things. For example, I just did a blog on the two latest scams that are going on in North America. I did another blog a while back on how to evaluate nursing homes for parents because my parents, my dad is looking for something like this for independent living facilities. I have another blog on asset protection, what you need to do to protect yourself from, from almost any lawsuit. I mean, there's all kinds of things. We had a reviewer say that you get one idea uh, from TaxBot and you, from the library, and you've saved thousands. So, and, and believe me, there's a lot of stuff in there that will save people a fortune. TaxBot also has a way uh, with new technology where you register a bank card or a credit card, or a bank account or credit card, and when you write a check or do a charge, it will look at your charges and see if it's in TaxBot. If it's not there, it will send you a message asking you if you want to add it. So this way, everything will be in one place. And then it has these audit-safe reports, because the whole purpose of this is to get good reports. And our reports are absolutely bulletproof. You can generate them by date. You can generate them by category. You can simply press the word report and download it or email it to your accountant by category for your tax return. I mean, the, I can do tax bite in less than a minute and a half a day and bulletproof my records from the government forever. It's that simple. You even get graphs on what you're spending on every category so it can be used as a uh, budgeter. I mean, TaxBot is really quite interesting. And what's interesting is that the price, which is normally $9.95 a month, uh, is half price. There's a special discount that was negotiated for everyone. It's only um, $5 a month or $60 a year, period. And it's not even $5 a month because it's tax deductible. So the government <laughs> pays roughly half the bill. So it runs you probably about, um, I'd say about three seventy dollars a month. Uh, on a per-day basis, that's about 18 cents a day. All right? I tell you, it would be pennies a day, and that's about what it is. So to take advantage of this, you go to www.yl.taxbot.com. That's yl.taxbot.com. It's only $5 a month. Oh, and it even comes with a guarantee. If you don't generate a minimum of 20 times what you pay, 20 times that $5 a month in new deductions, minimum, We'll give you back all your money. We have an, a 60-day unconditional guarantee. What's that, 2,000% rate of return? We guarantee 20 times what you paid in new deductions. You're not going to beat that with a stick. 
and that that is that actually comes with it. And by the way, for those of you who register in the next uh, 24 hours, once you get the recording, we will you will also get our premium service, which cut which will be able to ask any tax question you have with accountants and, and chartered accountants and CPAs around the country. Uh, it's free. We normally charge 259 for it, but it is free if you're a Young Living member. Uh, and you can also get to ask any question you want. They'll also review your tax return, your last year's tax return for omitted deductions, and their services are backed by a million-dollar insurance policy. And that's called our personal consulting service. And that's only, again, that's free as part of the $5 a month. All of this is only $5 a month, by the way, or $60 a year, and it's fully tax-deductible. You know, hopefully I've convinced of everybody of the horrible mistake of overpaying your taxes, and I certainly apologize to anyone who doesn't get taxed by it because you're going to pay a lot more than everybody else who does. And to take advantage of it, go and, and get that wonderful discount, including our professional services, you want to go to www.yl4younglivingtaxbot.com. It's very important you go to that particular uh, URL, yl.taxbot.com. Uh, the bottom line, though, is this. Do something. If you want to use another expense tracker and have a fireproof safe, hey, fine, but do something. Doing nothing is costing you thousands and thousands. If you get audited, you're always going to worry about it. And if you get audited, you might be hit with a big penalties. With tax spot, you're not going to have that situation. No, and I agree with you. And I know Young Living has done a lot of work with you for many years. Um, you've, I know that you guys have been represented at multiple, multiple conventions. The links have been in the back. I don't know where it is in the new back office, but you were because we <laughs> never mind. I won't get into that. But the old back office, it's always been under distributor resources, and we have negotiated a special deal for our distributors that you can't beat. If you go to regulartaxbot.com, you're not going to get the price. Yeah, it's almost so, double the prices. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and, and I put the link for everybody. Um, if, you have, if you're having a hard time navigating it, if you go to facebook.com slash Jen Springer page, my, my Facebook page, not my profile, my page, I put the link there for the tax bot, uh Young Living site. You can go right there and click on it and then go get it and be able to understand this because it, it is very, very important. And I didn't – that just alone in the mileage thing, with being able to automatically track that, I, I think that most of us, and I'm speaking for myself, we don't always remember to write it down and, and forget half the time where we're going and it's not, it's going to get missed and that's a huge deduction that we're, most of us are not appropriately calculating at the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, I could go on. But this is very, 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 very simple to use. I've seen the app. Very, very simple. I need to get it. I, I, I want to smack myself in the forehead because I forgot about it. And I've been meaning to do it. I've been meaning to do it for a while, and I just did my taxes, so it's now time to do this for this year. But um, I, I fully, fully support this, and I'm definitely doing it. I know that I'm getting a lot of emails right now of people thanking me for this call, and they're excited to do this. They're going to be doing it, and some of them already have. So everybody, you know, thank you so much, Sandy, for sharing this. Is there anything else? that you want to uh, give anybody information. I know, I don't know if you want to give any quick thing I want to ask you is how can you write off your spouse or your wedding? <laughs> the actual wedding is not deductible. The actual college tuition for your kids are not deductible. Either there, if there is a car. However, if you were to hire your kids in your business and pay them a reasonable wage, are wages that you pay in business deductible? Sure. And if they use that money down the road to pay for their wedding or pay for their car or pay for their video games or pay for their college, 
Aren't you, in essence, getting a deduction for those things? It's the same money, mm-hmm. but in one case, you went from non-deductible tuition to deductible uh, wages. Nice. I love this stuff. It's, like, so juicy and so good. Well, anything else that you want to leave with everybody? Before well, we you know, but your bottom line, folks, is just do something. I mean, I don't know if you know this, but when you're self-employed, you have, all, as, you have as much as a 700% more likely chance of being audited over an employee because you have use of all the money, and some of these people, unfortunately, are not as ethical as they should be in terms of their taxes. So having good records is not just something nice to have. It's absolutely essential. It really is. Uh, and and my, my bottom line is, you know, if you want something simple, easy, and fast, TaxBot is about as easy as it gets. I mean, I designed it for me. And I, and I, I know that I, if it's simple, easy, and fast, I'll do it. And if it's not, I won't. And I, just, and I wanted something very simple. So for, I figure if it's a minute, minute and a half a day, I'm willing to do it. And to take advantage of it, just go to yl.taxbot.com. If you want to do something else, fine, but do something. That's really the bottom line. And if you do it within uh, 24 hours, you get our premium service where you get to ask un- unlimited tax questions. You get to you know, get your questions answered, and they'll even review your last year's tax return for omitted deductions. You're not going to beat that for $5 a month. You're really not. Does your book, do you cover the advantages? I hear this question all the time from my, my distributors. Is, do you talk in your book about the advantage of having an S-Corp LLC versus sole yes, proprietorship? Uh, yes, I have a whole chapter. It's about 30 pages on the, uh, on the pros and cons of different entities. It's in lower your taxes big time. Yeah, that is one of, I think, the number one question that I get from yeah, distributors. There's a whole checklist of both. I normally recommend for people who are new distributors to be sole proprietors. I recommend it for a couple of reasons. One, because it's simple, uh, very simple. Did I say it's simple? Uh, two, if you have a loss, you can use that loss against any other form of income, whereas if you're a corporation, the loss is usually locked into the corporation. And number three, you can always become a corporation later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I usually recommend starting off as a sole proprietor, particularly since I don't think there's any liability with being a distributor. Yes. Well, that was a major golden nugget. I hope you guys wrote that one down because that <laughs> that is a major golden nugget. Well, I appreciate you coming, and thank you so much for sharing this information and creating TaxBot and doing the work that you do in writing your book because mm-hmm. I like keeping my money, and I know you do too, and I know the huh? distributors do as well. So <laughs> well, if there's anything else, if we don't have anything else, we'll just wrap uh-huh. up the call. And let me go ahead and open the line so that everybody can say goodnight to Sandy, okay? Hang on, everybody. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, everybody. Thank you.